Hi, and welcome to From a Full Cup. I'm your host, Natalie Mullen, a certified wellness educator, speaker, facilitator, and teacher. From a Full Cup is a mental wellness education podcast that helps women prioritize their wellness and put themselves first because you can't pour from an empty cup. I present unique wellness tips and strategies in ways that are relatable and practical and can be adopted for your lifestyle. Whether I'm speaking at an event, facilitating a workshop, or coaching clients, I'm passionate about helping women dream big, take action, and move the needle forward to achieve the life they want. Now, let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of From a Full Cup. Today, I am so excited to have with me Renee Hastings. Renee, please welcome to the show. Please introduce yourself to the audience. Well, hello, Natalie. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Uh, It's truly an honor and a privilege, and I don't take it for granted. I truly appreciate you. Um, But as you said, my name is Renee Hastings. I am the president and CEO of a virtual assistant service called Executive Help Now. And we started this uh, virtual assistant service back in about uh, 2015 or so. Uh, really started to pick up in about 2019, just before the pandemic, which really um, kind of shot the business, uh, you know, so far ahead. Um, but we basically provide virtual administrative support to small business owners and senior level executives. Um, and we also provide uh, podcasters with video podcast support, uh, production support as well. Awesome. Well, I am so glad. Wow. That was amazing. First of all, that you had virtual assistant business before COVID, because I think that a lot of people were just not tapped in. It's the same thing like Zoom. You know, there were some people using Zoom before, but the vast majority of the world just wasn't. And then COVID put them onto it. So definitely um, happy for your business. And I have heard so much about virtual assistants within the last couple of years. And I'm just excited to share this with the audience because I think it will help them in their own needs. So I want you to share a little bit more with me. How did you come to create this company? How did you, like, what made you be interested in virtual assistants and kind of providing the support and managing this all? And within that story, what was one major challenge that you had to overcome? Um. Well, what... <laughs> got me started in the business. Uh, well, I come from a family of, I'm going to call us hustlers. <laughs> so coming from my grandfather was a hustler. My mom was a hustler. We have always just had this incredible work ethic. And I think part of that is because of where we're from. So my grandfather was from Mississippi My grandmother was from Missouri. They met and they were sharecroppers and they ended up leaving the South and moving to the North with their family to work land. In the area where we lived, we were the only black family. And as the only black family for miles and miles and miles, anyone who saw us knew that we were of that our family, (laughs) because we were the only ones. So because of that reputation that preceded us, everyone operated with a spirit of excellence in everything we did. Worked super hard, super honest, 
you know, meeting deadlines, doing what we say we're going to do, that kind of thing, because we wanted everyone's experience with us to be a great one because we were the only. <laughs> and so that just kind of trickled down over the years that what you do represents the family. So you must be excellent at everything. <laughs> and, and, and it just kind of was second nature to not be slack, not, you know, be half hearted in the things that we are doing. And that carried over into schooling that carried over into working. And when I, my, my, I was the oldest of a single mom. So I have two younger brothers. My mom was a single mom and we lived in Madison, Wisconsin. And Madison, Wisconsin had a summer youth employment program for young people from like 12 to 16 or 12 to 15 people who couldn't um, get work permits yet, but they wanted to keep them off the streets. <laughs> so, yes. so they gave us real jobs to do, paid us minimum wage. And we got to learn employable skills from an early age. And so when I was 12, the program placed me at the Madison Urban League and I got to help them create a library of all their books. So they had a room that was probably the size of my living room and there was books, magazines from the floor to the ceiling everywhere, not categorized, not anything. By the end of the summer, all of those books were categorized. They were alphabetized. They were, did all, you know, all the things that make it a library. And I did it myself and I was 12. And I was like, wow. I like organizing. <laughs> and so that's what like, my little 12 year old mind said. So then uh, at the following year, I'm 13 and they placed me in another job called um, Norell Temporary Services. I'm sure it's probably out of business by now. But this was independently owned and operated by another a black woman, and I was her assistant. And I got to hand out the application forms on a clipboard to the people who came in looking for jobs. And then they would give it back to me, and I would key their information into the computer. And I discovered then that the clickety-clack sound of the keyboard was changing lives. I by clickety-clacking, <laughs> entering this information into the computer was helping someone get a job and that with that job, they're able to take care of their families. And it just sat down in my spirit. So how much I loved helping people and the feeling of satisfaction that it gave me. I made up my mind right then that one day I was gonna run an office or own my own business. <laughs> and so from there, I just continued to focus on business classes, uh, learning all I could about business. Uh, and I started a career as uh, an administrative assistant or a receptionist and an administrative assistant, and then an executive assistant, and then an executive assistant to the C-suite. And that's what I did. And I became very, very good at it. And my executives really valued our relationship. And because of how I was able to anticipate their needs before they even knew they had them because of all my years of experience. So when my children graduated from high school and I became an empty nester, I was like, you know, I have all these skills, <laughs> you know, and now I have all this time. 
maybe I should look into seeing, you know, about getting my own clients for my own self and see, you know, what that could look like. So I just kind of started telling everybody that I knew, <laughs> telling my friends uh, what I was thinking about doing. And they're like, oh, you'd be so great at that. Count me in. I'll be your first customer. <laughs> and so that's kind of how it all started uh, from just wow. young. And then just it just kind of grew from there. And now I'm a business owner with, you know, a team of virtual assistants that work with me. That's amazing. I love that the entrepreneurial spirit was planted in your mind from the age of 12. I think that as kids, sometimes there are things that deposit into us and it's, it, we pay attention to it as we continue to get older, right? Because sometimes maybe that's supposed to be your purpose. Maybe that is your calling, even at that young age, even if you don't understand how it's all um, going to come together. So thank you so much for sharing that story. And sure. like, now let's fast forward to today because we find that there's many ambitious solopreneurs or entrepreneurs, small business owners who find themselves juggling numerous tasks. When you have your own business, especially when you start off, you don't have a team, you're doing everything. You're doing the delivery of the content or the product or the service. You're doing the marketing. You're doing the research. You're doing the accounting. You're you're doing all of the things. Um, and that can be very exhausting. So how can virtual assistants effectively handle administrative responsibilities to allow solopreneurs to more focus on their core business strategies? What, like, I think a lot of times people don't even know, like, what exactly can a virtual assistant help with? Right, right, exactly. And that's the the, the thing. So if anyone has ever had an assistant at work and there's a someone sitting outside their office or whatever, they basically tell them what to do that is something that they could do themselves, but because they get paid this amount of money, <laughs> that's not the most valuable way that they should spend their time. So those things that are not bringing in money directly to the company or to you as a business owner are things that should be delegated to somebody else. And when you do that, when you take those things off your plate, it gives you as an entrepreneur, or as a um, manager, time to focus on the strategy for the business, forward looking, planning things for the business. All of those things that take focus and um, your attention are the things that are going to eventually make the business money. And so anything else that's not that is what your virtual assistant can do virtually. Okay, that makes so much sense. And I like what you said about anything that's not bringing in revenue. Because, right. you know, I'm a coach. So I'm not going to have a virtual assistant coach my clients because that's where my money is going to come from is my client. But I can definitely have a virtual assistant send an email for me or do some research, some find podcast guests, things like that that are still important to the business, they still contribute to the overall, but they're not the most important place where I should be spending my energy. And I think a lot of times for solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, they want to grow, but they get weighed down with those administrative tasks. And so they don't even have the brain space to be able to think, how can I grow my business? Because they're bogged down with that. So that's exactly where um, it makes sense that that's where a virtual assistant can support. And, you know, mental clutter, it can really hinder our overall wellness. So can you provide examples of how virtual assistants can assist ambitious women professionals in decluttering their minds? What are some <laughs> tasks that they can do that um, often cause unnecessary stress in your experience? 
for me, my experience has been um, email management. <laughs> as a business owner or as a busy executive, most of us, even if it, even if we're not managers, some just <laughs> regular <laughs> people get sometimes over a hundred emails a day. Some of those emails are important. Most of them are not, but you still have to filter through all of the emails, every single message to figure out, okay, which one do I need to give my time and attention to? Which, you know, which one has to be handled right this second? Well, the time that it's taking you to get to that one email is time that you could have spent working on your business plan or working on the strategy or working on a presentation to the board or, or whatever that looks like, or, or you know, uh, or, you know, developing an, an outline or whatever your thinking process is that you could have been doing. You weren't doing it because you're too busy clicking through all these emails. So email management is definitely something that we're happy to take off of your plate. We can be the ones to go through the inbox. We can be the ones to filter out the, the important ones from the not so important ones and just connect with you and send you just the ones that you need to have. And that way, instead of you having an inbox of a hundred emails, you have an inbox of maybe five or 10. And that's a lot more manageable. It's a lot more doable. It definitely helps you to stay, um, keep from being cluttered, cluttering up your mind with unnecessary things. And further to the email management is calendar management. Because a lot of times those important emails that come in are saying, hey, I want to meet with you. <laughs> when are you available? Well, then now you've got to switch your brain over to, okay, what is on my calendar? When do I have an extra 30 minutes where I can squeeze this person in? You shouldn't have to do that. Send it to your virtual assistant, have your virtual assistant check your calendar and have your virtual assistant respond to them with options of availability. When you don't have to focus on those things, again, you're decluttered, you're freed up to do the things that are important and bringing in revenue. On top of that, uh, between email management and calendar management, those are the two most important things I think that that clutter uh, clutter us. But a virtual assistant can work on projects for you, like you said, do research, help you find guests for your shows, actually set up shows, follow up with your guests, uh, that sort of thing. Um, they can handle all your billing and bookkeeping if you need that, um, and video podcast support. You know, being producing shows for you. All of that's possible virtually. Yeah. And I just noticed more and more I'm actually interacting with people's virtual assistants. And they'll, they'll often say like, oh, I'm so-and-so's uh, VA. And then, you know, connect with me. And I'm like, wow, like this is really becoming a very popular trend. And the work still gets done. And I yeah. have a question because... You know, you mentioned managers. So is it that virtual assistants are only for entrepreneurs or can people who don't have their own businesses still um, benefit from virtual assistants? Absolutely. So even if you are not an entrepreneur, you're not a solopreneur, you're not even a business owner. Say you just work a, a nine to five and your nine to five is not nine to five, maybe it's <laughs> nine to nine. <laughs> Because there's so much to be done. We can also support you for your company. And that's one of the, the, the benefits of working with a virtual assistant. So if you if you are an employee of a company, then they basically will pay you a salary 
a flat rate or, you know, hourly or, or, you know, whatever. And they also have to pay you benefits. They have to pay your vacation. They have to pay for your space. They have to, you know, your square footage. <laughs> they have to pay for your coffee, your paper, all of the things, all of the, and, and you may not even work a full eight hours a day. You might work, you know, six, <laughs> you know, you know, chit chatting with this, that, and the other person down the hall and the kitchen at the bubbler cooler, whatever. For the same work, you can actually get more done as a virtual assistant because, and uh, when you hire a virtual assistant, because that virtual assistant is working from home, you're not paying for her coffee or their coffee. You're not paying for their paper. You're not paying for their square footage or their office equipment. You don't have to pay for any time off. And so your costs are much less when you hire a virtual assistant to support your company as opposed to hiring an actual, you know, a FTE. Does that make oh. sense? Well, that does make sense. I never realized that companies that I'm thinking like offices and stuff would need virtual assistance. I always thought of virtual assistance as to support mostly service providers, actually. So mm -hmm. this is just showing that there's different ways to use uh, virtual assistance. And I think that's why it's important to have conversations and just listen, because sometimes just in hearing you realize that, oh, I never even knew that that was a possibility. So that is really um, helpful to know. And, you know, for people who want to control everything you know there's a lot especially if you have your own business this is your baby right like this is yeah. you're protective of it you don't want to just give over the reins so it can be very challenging to delegate and to trust somebody else with your business so how can women professionals overcome the mindset barriers and trust virtual assistants to handle critical aspects of their business i love this question because the root of it is getting to the 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 bottom line of it all is self-care. When you as a busy executive or business owner recognize that you can't do it all, it's too much for one person, part of your well-being and part of you taking good care of yourself is handing things off to someone that you do trust. And the way to build that trust is by maybe giving them something small to do first, giving them something that won't have as much of an impact if it wasn't done 100% correctly the first time, or something that can be teaching moments that you're okay with sharing and explaining so that they can learn and understand from the beginning so that you won't have to have those conversations later because you had them in the beginning. And then as you start developing trust based on your experience with them and what they've been able to deliver, then you add on a couple more things. So maybe they start out doing email management or maybe they start out doing calendar management. And then you add on to that, maybe um, sending out some invoices to bill your clients or things like that. Um, and then tracking them to make sure that you actually get paid. <laughs> you know, those kinds of things. You just add on a little bit at a time, just a little bit, little bit, little bit. And then the, the eventually you'll realize that your virtual assistant is doing so much that you used to do that now you, you have this time, you have this clear head, you have this feeling of relaxation and, and capacity to think 
thoughts that you hadn't been able to think before because you were so busy putting out fires because you you were just one person trying to do it all yourself. When you're not busy putting out fires and, and have now partnered with someone who is for you, then now you have this ability to have free space in your head to think about things that you may not have thought about. Maybe go back to what your dream is. You know, what is your dream? How close are you to getting to that dream? What is it going to take for you to achieve that dream? A lot of business owners and entrepreneurs are so busy in the day-to-day workings of the business that they don't have the time to do that anymore. And when you bring on a virtual assistant, you're then able to do those things again. Yeah, I love that answer. And I love that you talked about self-care because this is a wellness podcast and we talk so much about self-care and awareness and that recognizing that this is too much for me and mm-hmm. either I need to let something go, but often when you let something go, it's not really what you want to do because then you're losing money. But if you can bring someone in to support you and say, I'm not going to let this go. I'm just going to pass this off. I'm right. going to pass this off to you. You can handle some of this for me so that I can come back to myself. I can feel more grounded. I don't need to feel overwhelmed. I can feel more balanced in my life so I can lead in business, but also so I can lead in my personal life because the idea is always for balance, right? And anything that you do and, and what you talked about dreams, like dreams are so important to me, the vision that you have for your life, being able to actualize it. And so if you had a dream for your business, a dream for your company, a dream for your life, and you're not getting close to it because you're just bogged down, overwhelm is like a it's almost like a, a weighted blanket that's on top of you and yeah. or a weighted vest, I would say. And it's hard to move when you have a weighted vest on. And yeah. so you want to pursue your dreams and to pursue things takes momentum. But how can you build that momentum when you're bogged down? So by using virtual assistants to, to say, hey, let me hold this vest. I'll wear it for you. Now you can go running. And when you go running, you'll go far. So I love that. And, and- I love your, your illustration of the weighted vest because- the weighted vests I've seen have had pockets with like one out one pound weights in them. Uh-huh. And if you're just getting started and you're, you know, a little hesitant, take out one of the one pound weights and hand them to your virtual assistant. And then as they get ready to, you know, as they get more familiar and accustomed to doing those things, take out another one pound weight and you automatically feel yourself getting lighter. I love that. And I love that too. And it's, and it's all a process because I think you know, someone might say, okay, I hired a virtual assistant, but what do I do next? How do I train them? How do I make them understand my needs? And I think you've already led into that with just start with one thing or one task, mm-hmm. see how they do it, give yeah. feedback, and yeah. then and you grow from there. Do you have any other tips around that? Um, I think that is the most important. And then recognize too, that even though on the front end, it might seem like, oh, you get so frustrated, like, oh, I could just do this myself. <laughs> I could just be do this and just get it done and, and do it myself. It's just quicker than, than trying to train somebody. But that is short thinking. Mm-hmm. You have to think long-term, not just in the here and now in the moment, but think about the long-term benefit of taking the time now to explain, to train, to go step, to build a step-by-step checklist. When you're doing this particular activity, do this first and then do this and then do this and then do this. And that is going to be the guide that your assistant uses every single time they have to do that. And then because you guys are getting to know each other throughout this whole process, 
if there are some other random things that kind of don't go according to the little checkbox, <laughs> you'll want to make sure that your virtual assistant isn't just the doer kind of virtual assistant, but an actual partner who can say, oh, this is a different variable. Maybe this means something different. Let me ask another question. Right. So it's important that you have a good fit and, and find the right person to work with you. And if, but if all you want is a doer, be sure to get that kind of VA. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's why it's good to work with like an agency or someone like uh, that has a business like yours, because then you can understand your client's need and say, what kind of VA are you looking for? Right. Because some, sometimes people, they still want to be very close to the project. Like some people are not willing to just fully delegate. They they still want to have a lot of content. And other people are like, I'm just giving the product, the project and I just want it back. Like they don't want any communication in between. They don't want any questions. So that comes down, that's very personal to each person because we all have different personalities. And so just kind of understanding that. But I think the idea of building a good rapport is important because you want there to be an exchange of um, communication and just honesty to express your needs. Because at the end of the day, um, what you said is this person is coming on as a partner. So they have a vested interest in your success. So it's in your best interest to be honest and say, how can I train you the best, right? Because this is now a person, this is your team. This is the first step in building a team, right? And a lot of uh, entrepreneurs or solopreneurs, that's the dream. They want to have this team. And I think a VA is a very good bridge to get from solopreneur, VA, and then you can bring on full-time people as the needs get more specific and, and the work gets to be heavier. And you can still, I know several businesses that have VAs and full-time employees and they have them both together because they do different things. So it's just uh, different ways of thinking about how can we strategize our team. And I think also the benefits of, you know, VAs being able to be from anywhere and again, working remotely. Um, and so very adept to technology already as opposed to having to maybe train people who are not necessarily, it depends, but that can be another benefit as well. And ultimately growth is a common goal for most, uh, solo for most solopreneurs. So can you share examples of how virtual assistants can play a role in scaling businesses or elevating the success for solopreneurs? Yes, absolutely. So as I mentioned before, there once you develop this partnership with your virtual assistant and the the two of you are meeting regularly, whether you know it's once a month or, or once a month, once a week or <laughs> once a day, whatever that looks like to begin with, um, the the business can't help but grow because you're now able to focus on the things that are for growing the business. And so we have clients who have said to us. I could not be where I am today without your company. You guys have freed me up so much that now I can scale. I can actually, we have one um, podcast producer who uh, we, that we support. And because of the support that we provide him, he's been able to bring on new clients that he otherwise wouldn't have been able to bring on had we not lightened his load for him. And then we have other clients who have said, you know, I he was the one who said that I used to put out so many fires. I was always in putting out fire mode that I could not think about the future. I couldn't think about how to strategize. But now that I can, 
I'm, this is our goal for Q1. This is our goal for Q2. This is our goal for Q3. And, and their business has grown because he's been able to put that focus on the strategic growth of the business. And it has grown. They've been able to bring in new clients uh, and grow their book of business because we've been able to lighten their load so that they could focus on those things. And then we have uh, other clients who we might do a newsletter for them and help them with their articles or writing things for them and or doing blogs and um, and they're uh, sending it out to their constituents and their constituents get back to them and say, wow, that looks really great. Wow, who did your newsletter? <laughs> you know, those kinds of things. And so all of that helps him build relationships, which, help, which helps him build his book of business because mm -hmm. it's all about those connections that you already have, nurturing them, and then, you know, sealing deals. This has been a really good conversation. And before we close, you know, on this show, one of the primary aims is to encourage women to prioritize their well-being, to pour back into themselves, to fill their cups, to honor their needs, and just have open conversations about their wellness journeys. And for myself as a wellness coach who supports women solopreneurs and also professionals, I see the nuanced experiences that my clients go through. And sometimes it can be a lot and they might feel like they're alone, but it's not true. So let me ask you, have you ever experienced a challenge in business or even in your personal life that has affected your well-being? And if so, can you share one strategy that has helped you? Yes. So for me, uh, when I was making the transition from um, uh, and into being a, a business owner, uh, I worked a full-time day job and I ran the business. And so I had two full-time things that I was doing. So from, you know, eight to five, I would work my, my day job. I'm also a wife and a mother. And so I come home, do dinner, the whole thing, and then do the business from like eight at night to maybe one or two in the morning and then have to get up again <laughs> to go do my full-time day job. Well, through the pandemic, that was my life, <laughs> like every single day from, you know, getting up super early in the morning, going to bed super early in the morning, operating on maybe four or five hours of sleep for a year and a half. And it just was not healthy. And my my family, my uncle was saying, you know, cause he's like one of my mentors and he was like, you know, that's not sustainable, right? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know, but there's so much to do. And, um, and, and so, I'm a praying woman. And so I prayed and I was like, Lord, I know that you are blessed in this business and I'm so grateful to be used by you. I said, but I need more sleep. <laughs> so, so send me somebody <laughs> to help lighten my load <laughs> so that I can be my absolute best in all the things that I'm purposed to do. And so I hired a virtual assistant. And so once I hired a virtual assistant, and I was able to lighten my load. I was able to get more sleep. And I was like, oh, Lord, thank you. <laughs> this was so fantastic to just get another hour or two of sleep. That was, and and because and, I was to the point where we went on vacation. Like we took time away, away. I said that in air quotes. <laughs> and I couldn't stop. I couldn't wind down. 
I, mm. I, my mind was constantly racing, racing. I could not relax. And I was saying to my friends, I'm like, what is this nonsense? Whoever thought that it would not be possible to relax. I mean, I'm here on an island on a beach. There's all this beauty around me, this amazing sunsets, all these wonderful things. Why can't I relax? Why can't I enjoy this? Why can't I be in this moment? And that's when I realized something was so wrong. <laughs> something is so wrong. And I, I needed to do something different. And so that's when I started my prayer and I got my, my virtual assistant and which has, you know, turned into now several virtual assistants on our team um, because the company has been, has continued to grow because now I can focus on not so much being in the business, but working on the business yes. and making new relationships and, and bringing on new clients. That's amazing. And I'm glad you shared it because I'm sure that there are other people who can identify with that, even just that specific story of being on vacation and not being able to relax, like your mind is always on. And then you question like, well, why did I get into business? This is not what it was supposed to be about. And I think that basic need of sleep, uh, I've been talking to a lot of entrepreneurs recently. They're not even, they want to sleep more than the money, actually. They're like, I just want to sleep. Like, I just want rest. And yeah. I, you know, we are like, think about our bodies, like our bodies need rest. Rest is one of the 12 elements of wellness. And if we keep kind of pushing past and there might be a one-off that sometimes you do have to do a late night, but if you consistently do it, your physical and mental health is affected, then your emotional health is affected. And then what happens to, there's always ripple effects. So it affects your eating. It affects your relationships. It affects your productivity at work. Right. So it's actually it's counterproductive. You think like, oh, yes, I'm uh, staying up late. I'm being so productive. But you get sloppy. Like I have noticed for myself. Because sometimes I stay up late. It's usually only on a Wednesday night because that's <laughs> when I'm doing my podcast editing. And I'm even this morning, I was like, no, we're making some changes because, no, I can't go like this. But I've noticed that it'll take me longer to do something because I'm operating out of tiredness, right? Or I'll make mistakes. So I think recognizing that within yourself and saying, what can I do? Who can I, who can support me in this? How do mm -hmm. I go out of myself? Because I think a lot of times we think, okay, well, it has to be within us. But sometimes you just have to go outside of yourself and right. find people who can support you so that you get to where it is you're trying to get to with the business. So I, I, I love that. And, um, you know, Renee, before we go, I just want you to tell the listeners, how can they find you and learn more about what you offer? Well, thank you so much for this opportunity. So the name of our company is called Executive Health Now, and we can be reached uh, on the website, www.executivehelphelpnow.org. Um, I also have a, a personal website that uh, shares all of my different socials for Renee Speaks, because I do speaking engagements as well to talk about this, these exact things and uh, wellness and um, productivity and, and the art of delegating, you know, those sorts of things. So I have a, a podcast that I host every Friday called Renee Speaks, uh, that also is similar to yours to encourage uh, women, uh, female entrepreneurs and business owners uh, to let them know that they're not alone on this journey and that there's so many who have been before us who can help smooth our path so that we don't have to make the same mistakes and can kind of get up that journey and up that hill a little bit quicker and a little bit easier uh, with less strain and stress. So 
Uh, ReneeHastings247.com is that website. And that's um, R-E-N-E-E-H-A-S-T-I-N-G-S 247.com. Um, and that will point you in all the directions of the socials um, that that we have available. Awesome. And all of those links are also in the show notes. So feel free to click on them and connect with Renee and see how a virtual assistant might be able to help you even just have a conversation. Sometimes you just want to ask some questions and I'm sure Renee and her team are on standby and willing to assist you. So Renee, thank you again so much for coming on the show. And until next time, everyone, continue to serve yourself, your loved ones and your communities from Full Cup.